Well, my name is Danica Carruthers. I was born and raised in the Bahamas on the island of Freeport, Grand Bahama. I now reside in Houston, Texas. I've been here 17 years this year. I am a mental and emotional wellness specialist and I work at the soul level. So I'm all about soul healing. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewafo. And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. Obehi has given me permission to be fully myself and I talk shit. I talk shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers. <laughs> and we have all been impacted with shit, shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers. And I'm all about letting the shit go. Because the truth is this, Obehi, we all have a story. Every one of us has a story and every one of us has experienced shit Thank you for in that. some area of our lives. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I've been doing what I do now for... Over 20 years, I'm not giving y'all my full age because I got a birthday coming up on Sunday. But no, I don't have I don't have a problem with age. I'm only joking. I'm about to be 54 years. And you know, one of the things that I've recognized, (laughs) you know, a lot of women have a problem saying their age, which I think is a mental thing and an emotional thing. Why do they why do they do that? Why? Why? You know. Again, it's the I and shit, right? The insecurities. And so many people have insecurities when it comes to their age. And for me, you know, I learned when my only sister was killed in a car accident one month after her 29th birthday. Oh, sorry that about every that. Sorry, day, thank, thank you. That every day we have on life is a gift. And when I turned 30, I didn't do it very well. I was not at a place in my life where I wanted to be. I was in a marriage in which I was very unhappy and I didn't want anybody to tell me happy birthday. And I remember her laughing at me and telling me I was crazy. And I say, you just wait until you turn 30. You have no idea what this feels like. Well, she didn't turn 30. She died a month after her 29th birthday. And I made a commitment to myself um, at that time that I would celebrate every year and I would celebrate it lovingly and gratefully because life is a gift that we get to live every single day it's absolutely beautiful in regard to why people don't usually want to talk about their age that is little you can do about that because that's your age i think you should be happy that you are at that moment no are you are 20 yeah you are 20 what do you have what do you need to hide in it no <laughs> you are 50 you are yeah. 50 many people don't turn 50 so it is something to be rejoicing about no when people have gray hair, they want to darken it so that it doesn't appear that they are old. But old age is, is, is a blessing. Not every person grows old. So I don't see anything to, to hide there, really. <laughs> That's true. But, but again, you know, we're talking today about mental and emotional wellness, right? And how we think about things, you know, our thoughts create our feelings. And so your feeling is always an extension of whatever you're thinking about. And a lot of people have a lot of heavy, negative, painful, shameful, hurtful, insecure feelings about themselves. And when you talk about age and getting older and, you know, there's a lot of insecurities around that. I actually was just having a conversation with my bonus daughter earlier today. And as women, you know, we're made to feel by culture, by society, and a lot of times by the patriarchal that, you know, we're supposed to be a certain thing, look a certain way. And, you know, culture and society has put this vision of how people are supposed to look. What is the perfect look, the perfect body, the perfect face, right? But all of us 
are uniquely, I believe, uniquely designed by the creator. And one of the things that is important to do when you're seeking for mental and emotional wellness is learn how to embrace yourself in the fullness of who you are. If there's something that you don't like about yourself, understand that you have the power to be able to change it, right? But th there's a specific design to each one of us, and we just have to learn how to embrace us in the fullness of love, you know, in the fullness of appreciation and gratitude. All right. Now, let's take a step back a little bit. Here, uh, we spend a lot of time trying to know the people, trying to talk about their journey. So today, uh, we have opportunity to learn from you to talk about your journey. So mm -hmm. take me back a little bit to when you were see a little uh, young girl growing up. Tell me about the the surrounding what was your reality like at that time um well i'm going to take you back to the emotional aspect of me and also the mental aspect of me and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share this um you know when i was a child i felt a lot of rejection from my father i never felt like i was good enough i had you know my younger sister who was killed in an accident her path and her purpose was very much aligned with my father my father was a recording artist he was the first black man that had a recording studio in the bahamas and that was his passion and that was my sister's passion, but it was not mine. I like to sing, but I don't like to have to sing. And, um, you know, I was, I was misunderstood a lot as a child, especially by him. And so I felt rejected a lot. Didn't feel like I was worthy. You know, my self-esteem was shot to hell. My father would bribe me to lose weight. You know, I didn't wear jumpsuits for a long time because he bribed me to get into a white jumpsuit. If I lost weight and I got into this jumpsuit, he was going to give me whatever. And I can still see that jumpsuit to today. Um, you know, but my process of feeling rejected really created a reality for me that I recognized when I, you know, got married and, and realized that I actually married my father. Right. And on the other side of <laughs> what do you mean on by the that? other side, <laughs> I, I married someone who was who very much had the attitude and energy of my father It was everything that I did not like, you know, very controlling, not present. My father, I didn't feel was present. Um, when I was a child, he, he worked a lot. Um, and whenever he came home, it was always some agitation, some frustration. And I ended up, you know, marrying that type of person. But, you know, one of the things that I have learned on this journey and, you know, specifically with the work that I do is that whatever we focus on, we give permission to be our experience, right? So I was so focused on the negativity of my father and, you know, what I didn't like about him that I ended up marrying this person. And, you know, coming on the other side of my own emotional and mental wellness journey and recognizing that we attract to ourselves who we are. Everything is energy, vibration and frequency. And wherever you're vibrating from, you send that frequency out and that vibration has to come back to support where you are. Right. So feeling like I was always rejected, I drew into my experience a man who, you know, was unfaithful in the marriage many times, had a child outside of the marriage. And then when I came to a place where I recognized, you know what, I deserve so much better than this. I gave myself permission to release, you know, and, but I grew up again in a religious society where they say, you know, you don't divorce and marriage is forever. And I just call bullshit on that. Cause I was like, you know, I refuse to believe that the creator who loves me so much wants me to be in a space of being unhappy and being miserable. And then when my sister died, I went to a very dark place. Um, I call it the dark night of the soul. And, you know, in that space, I was able to, you know, just make some decisions 
about what I wanted to experience in my life. And then I gave myself permission to do that. And so, you know, the work that I do now is really based on the life that I have lived, you know, feeling rejected and abandoned and, you know, abused mentally and emotionally in so many ways. And, you know, I know that it's my calling to assist, especially women, to come on the other side, to become the greatest version of themselves and to heal beyond the shit. That is the life we live sometimes is full of a wound, is full of, um, is full of broken parts, but we try our effort, we try all the best we can to try to heal it. And I like uh, also that you are dealing with um, soul healing. It is very important because if you look at the world we live in today, in 2022, that is an argument that is going to be very important. I did a number of interviews uh, before I started this, uh, uh, this series of interviews that I'm doing now. That was uh, in the outbreak of COVID-19, 2020. So I was sort of trying to understand what are the people feeling because this is something that we are not used to. So what I understand there is that all of us, we are probably searching for the same thing. What we need is to connect. We need to connect to each other and share the moment together. It is very, very important that we do this because that is how we are going to have the healing because I believe that no one was created to be alone. So we are going to have to connect one way or the other. Now, uh, talking of connection, tell me about your trajectory. Like, what did you imagine that your life was going to be in the future? Because of course, since you work with people, help them to straighten up their, their life, help them to heal, I'm interested in knowing how your trajectory was set up even by you. Help me with that. Still at mm. your young age. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. I, I, I don't believe that my trajectory was set up by me. I believe I agreed to be a part of this on the soul plane before I came here because, you know, what I do is very much purpose. I, I am doing what I am called to do. I am doing what I believe my soul came here to do. And it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that my father and I were able to heal our relationship and it came on the other side really of my sister's passing. We were able to heal our relationship, but he came to Houston, Texas only one time um, before he passed when I moved here. And one morning he called me, you know, cause he was just like kind of watching me in action. You know, I'm, I'm very much a light, you know, I, I'm, I'm a being of love and I'm a being of light. And, you know, people respond to me, people are attracted to me and it happens all the time. And it, it happened since I was a child. And he said to me one day, he called me into the bedroom and he said, sit down here next to me. He said, you are exactly where you are supposed to be. He said, I'm so grateful that I got an opportunity to see it. Now I can go home in peace because we were out one day and this woman just started talking to me. We were out to lunch and she just started talking to me. She was in the booth behind us and he leaned into me. He said, you know her? And I said, no, I said, but that happens all the time. And he said to me, ever since you were a child, he said, and you would talk to the CEO or you would talk to the janitor cleaning the floor and you would talk to them all the same way. And you were always helping people with their problems, right? So I, I was doing this from I was a child. So, so this is my calling. And of course, the life that I have lived, I believe has fully supported me in being as amazing as I am at what I do, because I'm amazing at what I do. And it's because I love what I do. And I'm very intentional about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it and who I'm doing it for. And this is absolutely important. That is the essence of life. Not many people, have the chance to live this kind of life, no? It is not about how worthy you are. It is not about uh, how many houses or cars you are. It's about the fulfillment. It's about the purpose. If we understand why we are doing what we are doing. Because if you find that, you are going to be happy. Because the essence of life is to be happy, you know? We need to be happy in yeah. the mission that we have. Because if you are not happy, you are miserable all the time. 
especially maybe for no reason, it is, it is really depressing. Okay, now here comes to the, the most interesting part. How did you get started can, can, in this journey? Can, can I, wait, before please, I answer please. that question, please remember that question. Please put a pin in that. But I want to go back to something that you said. You said not many people have an opportunity to do this, right? Um, I'm going to respectfully disagree with that. I believe that we all have an opportunity to do it. You're welcome. I, I, I feel like what's important is that people, first of all, are willing to recognize where they are. You have to be honest with yourself, right? I say all the time, you can never lie to me without first lying to yourself. And unfortunately, too many people are trying to fake it before they make it. Well, I say a counterfeit bill will never be a real bill. I don't care how much you try to pray over it, wish over it, right? Fake will never be real. And we have to be real with ourselves. We have to be honest about where we are. We have to be honest about how we feel because our feelings are real. You have to also be willing to feel what you feel, right? Because I believe that everything that we experience is a part of our path. It's a part of our soul journey and it's connected to our purpose. But if you're in a position where you don't like your life, then you first have to be willing to admit that to yourself. You also have to know and believe that you desire to be happy. And like you said, I believe that happiness is our birthright and joy is the essence of who we all are if we give ourselves an opportunity to, to tap into that. Because happiness is a state of mind. Joy is a state of being. Your feelings are always an extension of what you're thinking about. The unfortunate thing is so many people entertain negative thoughts. I call it stinking thinking. They entertain all the impossible, the woulda, the shoulda, the coulda, what's not right, what should have been done, right? You have to give yourself permission to get beyond that if you want to have a different experience. But you have to be real about where you are, you have to decide what you want, and you have to take the necessary steps to create it. <laughs> How much I like that. Anyway, <laughs> in the course of the conversation, I'm going to have time to explain uh, some, of my, some of my curiosity. Because as we all know, there are some people who never have the chance to be able to live the life that they live. Or maybe they, like you said, no, it's because they have not been sincere to themselves. But anyway, we'll come to that. That is uh, later in the conversation. Okay. Now, how did you get started in this journey? I look at it like a journey. Help me. Um, well, how I got started in this journey was it really started with me healing myself. You know, it really started with me doing exactly what I just suggested, you know, coming face to face with my life and, and being honest, you know, about where I was and how I felt. And then, you know, choosing to have a different experience, you know, like I said, with my father and, you know, the whole rejection thing and, not feeling worthy and good enough came in when I was a child. And, you know, I had a, I had a story around that, right? We all have a story. We all have a story and your story can either be sting or it can be glory. You know, one of the things that I talk about when it comes to religion is that, you know, people focus on the crucifixion, right? When we talk about Christianity, people focus on the crucifixion. Well, that's the sting of the story. The glory of the story is the resurrection and Christ could not have resurrected had he not been crucified. You cannot resurrect what is not dead, right? Right. And so that was that was the purpose, the, the resurrection and the glory of the story and Christ sharing with us the power that we have within us. So we all have a sting in our story, but we all have the opportunity to experience the glory of the story as well. Right. And so me, I just decided, look, I don't want to be unhappy anymore. I deserve to be happy. This, And I actually had a, had a conversation with spirit God one day. I was like, look, I need to know my purpose. Why am I here? What is this life all about? Because this cannot be it, you know? And I started on a seeking 
mission, you know, because I took that particular scripture in the Bible seriously, ask and it shall be given, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open unto you. All of that says shall, shall, shall. So I figured if I ask, I shall receive. And if I seek, I shall find. And if I knock, the door shall be open to me. And I just, you know, chose to decide that I was worthy, regardless of what, you know, I had been conditioned to think or to believe. And so, you know, what I do now is really on the other side of me choosing to heal myself, to be mentally and emotionally well for me. And then it's like, everybody deserves to have this experience. Obehi, I promise you, and I tell you, I don't experience stress. I don't, I don't entertain it because I know that I have a choice. You know, even the Bible says, I set before you this day, death and life. My recommendation is you choose life. So I choose <laughs> life. I choose joy. I choose happiness. I choose peace every single day. And I don't feel like I'm special. I don't feel like I'm set apart. I don't feel like I'm different. I just made a different decision to have a different experience. And I believe everybody can do the same thing. Okay. Now, when you look around you, do you see everybody doing that? Just sincerely speaking and realistically no. looking around you. Uh, tell me about not. the people that you see around, walking around, because we are so concerned about those people. Well, you know, this is the work that I do, right? So I, I am a life coach and I do work with clients this way. And, you know, clients who come to me are ready to let the shit go because I talk about it. That's what I do. That's what I help you to do, right? But no, you know, like I said, there are a lot of people who are absorbed in the story. There are a lot of people who are absorbed in the negativity, in the impossible. There are a lot of people who've never heard these types of conversations. And so I'm grateful for you, you know, inviting me to come onto your show to have this conversation, to give people an opportunity to have a different perspective. You know, I am very aware of the fact that it's very difficult for us to see what we cannot see, right? It's very difficult. But if you give yourself an opportunity to see something different, I promise you that thing that you're seeking for will find you. But one of the things that I did many, many years ago, I don't watch the news. I don't because it's filled with negativity. You know, there, there could be a, it could be a million thing, a million amazing things happening in the world. The news is going to reflect on the one terrible thing that's happening. Right. But again, I feel like people need to pay attention to the way that they feel because your feelings are telling you whether or not you are in or out of alignment with your higher self. If we would pay more attention to the way that we feel instead of trying to numb it down or dumb it down, right? I believe we give ourselves an opportunity to shift because if you don't feel good about something, if something is negative and it's heavy, you know, I don't watch the news because, you know, I'm very much an energy person and negative energy is heavy. You know, it's, it's heavy to carry. It makes you feel tired. It makes you feel down. It ages you. It makes you sick in your body. You know, and I believe that everybody is responsible to themselves, that if you don't feel good in your life, you're responsible to do something different to change it. You know, but again, too many people, they like the story. You know, you will always have storytellers. You'll always have victims. Right. But if you're in a place in your life where you're tired of being a victim, you're tired of feeling like, you know, your control and your power is is, is, is everybody else's, right? Then it's time for you to do something different. And those are the people that I'm here to work with and to help. This is powerful, no? This is really very interesting. At least starting from the point of view, or starting actually from the line that we all do have responsibility on the kind of life that we make up at the end of the day. I believe what some expert says, that happiness is a choice. You can choose it. But of course, when you choose it, there are consequences for you. You're going to have to make it, no? Because 
everything have a price to it. Can we talk about that for a minute? So I believe that there are consequences and benefits to choices. Whatever you choose is dependent on whether it's a consequence or a benefit to you, right? Because like for me, I expect love to come to me all the time because that's all I give to the world. You know, I'm a good, I am a good person. I purpose to be a good person every single day. I choose to be a good person. I choose to sow my seeds very intentionally because I don't like okra I obey. I don't, I don't like, I don't like okra. So you ain't gonna never find okra in my garden. Cause I don't want no part of it. Right. <laughs> I am only going to plant the seeds of what I want to reap of what I want to experience. And I believe that we all have the choice to be able to do that. Right. Because whatever you put out there, is what's going to come back to you. And if you don't like what's coming back to you, then you need to really sit down with yourself and analyze what it is that you're putting out there. All right, now, that, uh, I'd like to ask you like this. This world that we live in today, people, a lot of people, not 50-50, more than 70% of the people are actually going around with negative energy, if you want to put it like that, no? Depressed. It's all around, just for you to just open your window or just walk around, you see it in the people. Is it because the people do not know that they can leave the baggage and free themselves? Why do majority of the people decide to remain on that narration and therefore carry all this load of negativity around? Help me with that. I think that's a big part of it. I think a big part of it is that they don't know that they can have different, right? Um, because they choose, again, to absorb themselves in, in everything that does not support their joy. Again, we don't attract ourselves who we are. We attract to our, we don't attract, I'm sorry, what we want. We attract who we are, right? And so whatever frequency and energy you're vibrating at, you have you have to draw that to you. Listen, if you tune into 98.7 the box, you are not going to be listening to 102.1 right? And we just, again, it's paying attention to the way that you feel. But yes, a lot of people do not have the information that they can do something different. That's why I'm very passionate about what I do. I say, if what I do changes the life of one person, then I've made a difference in the world. And because I know that I'm a being of love and light, it is my responsibility to talk. It is my responsibility to be the change, right? So that other people can see by my example that they can do something different. That's what Christ did. Christ came and showed by his example that we had an opportunity to do something different. This is why, you know, I don't understand when people are like, well, Christ was this set apart, you know, cannot be attained. That's not true because Christ even said, look, I got to go you know, because y'all have a tendency, I'm paraphrasing, y'all have a tendency to get dependent on people. I came here to deliver a message. The power is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Love yourself, love your neighbor, love God, y'all will be okay, right? And I got to go now. Because when I go, not only will you do what I did, but greater things will you do. Because I have come to deliver the message to more than one of you. And so now you come together, one put a thousand to flight, two put 10,000 to flight. We have to learn how to come together and support one another. Unfortunately, we've bought into the notion of this me, me, I, I syndrome, right? We cannot function in this world by ourselves. We need people because 
I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Obehi, you know a lot, but you don't know everything. We can always learn something new, something different. 2020 showed us that nothing is impossible. And even what y'all think can't happen, could happen, right? Who would have ever thunk? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <it. laughs> so, you know, Tony, Tony Robbins said it this way. He said, change is inevitable. Progress, however, is optional. But things are always going to be changing. You can choose whether you're going to progress with the change or you're going to stay stuck in wishing that things were the same old, same old. Change is going to happen all the time. And we have to give ourselves permission. And I say it that way intentionally. You got to give your own self permission to be happy. You have to give your own self permission to disconnect from the thing that suffocates you, that subtracts from you. If it doesn't add to you, if it doesn't bring you joy. If it doesn't make you excited to get up every day, why do you feel like you have to continue to put up with that? You can make a change. All right. Now, mental and emotional well-being, awareness, mm -hmm. okay? Let me put it, this is, that is actually the correct form of it, the way you phrase it. Uh -huh. Tell me, what does it mean? Well, wellness is simply practicing health. <laughs> wellness is practicing being healthy, right? And, and so for me, that's why I don't talk about mental health because a lot of times when people talk about mental health, it's from a perspective of what's wrong, trying to medicate, trying to fix, right? I tell you, I'm the soul surgeon, honey. I'm going in there to cut out the shit that is affecting you, that is pulling you down, that is standing in the way of you living the most amazing, greatest version of yourself, right? And then healing. You know, and it's no different if you have major surgery, there's a healing process, right? And so we don't get rid of things right away. I remember specifically, this was many years ago, I want to say about 25 years ago, and spirit spoke to me directly about the spirit of rejection or the energy of rejection that was operating in me. And also said to me that this cannot be eliminated right away because it's quickly because it's buried so deep. And it made so much sense to me, you know, because, you know, when you have surgery, sometimes, sometimes they can't get the whole thing. Sometimes it's a process of surgeries, right? We have to understand the process. But wellness for me, is all about healing. It's all about practicing health, practicing the art of being well. Okay. Now, before we were talking about um, uh, that it is a choice to be happy. Mm -hmm. Now, to somebody who is in real difficulty, say, let's take, for example, our demography, the African diaspora, or say the immigrant, say somebody who have come from Africa and have been trafficked to this place, just giving a, a, a very drastic example. And mm -hmm. she has been abused a number of times. And therefore, she is suffering the consequence of that. I'm using she because that is, a, um, um, that is more than yeah. the average in the statistics, no? Mm -hmm. To that woman or that young woman, we are saying that it is her choice to be happy or not to be happy. How easy is it to say that to her? Well, for me, it's very easy because... I could guarantee you 9.9 .9 out of 10 times that she's not happy, that she doesn't feel good about her situation, right? And I like to take it, this is why I do soul work. I don't, I, I don't do a lot of things, you know, I understand the human condition. And yes, of course, we have to speak to the human condition, right? But we are spiritual beings having a human experience, right? With a soul that has memory. 
And I believe firmly, this is my belief, you know, some people might not believe it, but this is, I stand firm on this. I believe that our souls have come here for very specific reasons. And so understanding the journey of your individual soul, I believe supports you in really being able to live your life the way that was divinely set up, right? Um, because I believe that we existed somewhere before we came here. And for those people who resonate with the Bible, the Bible says before we were formed in our mother's womb, God knew us. So that means we existed somewhere. A lot of people don't give thought to that. But we are spiritual beings. We are souls. The breath of life was breathed into the body and man became a living soul, right? We're not just this physical experience. And so one of the things that I'm very intentional about in the work that I do is helping people to understand what their soul is here to do and why you have experienced everything that you've experienced. See, because it's easy to get absorbed in the human condition right? But if we allow ourselves to go a little bit deeper, like what is the bigger purpose of your life? What is the bigger meaning to your life? Why is your soul here in this earthly experience at this time? What is the spiritual connection to what you're going through, right? Then we give ourselves an opportunity to transcend and transform transcend the pain, transform, transcend the negativity and transform into the highest experience that is available to you here in this world. I was born and raised in the Bahamas. I came to Houston, Texas 17 years ago. My coming to Houston, Texas was not on a vision board and a journal or something that I desired to do. This was all about purpose. But when the message, or I call them downloads, when that feeling of connection came that Something bigger than me was relocating me. Something bigger was at play here in me leaving my island of the Bahamas that I never wanted to leave to come to the United States. I had to follow the calling of my soul. Me being in Houston, Texas is about following the calling of my soul. And when I got to Houston, Texas, very shortly after I got to Houston, Texas, I recognized that I'm in Houston, Texas to align with my divine purpose. I'm not the only person who has that connection who has the ability to get that information. We all do. We're all spiritual beings. Okay. Now, the frequency that we are using now, the connection, because I'm talking now, <clears throat> you are hearing me. As you are talking, in a few seconds, I'm hearing you, no? Now, imagine the distance that we are. You are in U.S. I am in Italy. Okay. Even if you were to be in Russia and I'm in South Africa, it's the same. That frequency is available to everybody, right? Is it right? I or, agree, yes. Not everybody knows how to tap into it. So exactly. here is where I'm more interested in. How do we begin to tap into that frequency so that we'll be able to download what we don't need and upload what we really need so we can function better? By, I, I'll say it very simply, by being open and being receptive. By being open and being receptive. See, because everything that every action that we take is an extension of a belief, right? If you believe that things are impossible for you, guess what? Things are always going to be impossible for you. If you believe that life is a struggle, guess what? You are giving permission for difficulty to be a part of your experience, right? But again, if it don't feel good, I say it this way. If it don't fit, don't force it. Just relax and let it go, right? There are some things that we just have to be willing to let go of. I believe that we have access to a divine, creative, loving force. 
that and I believe that we have angels, we have spirit guides, we have ancestors, we have such a host of of beings of light and love that we cannot see that are, are there to support us. If you don't like the way your life is, then just make a decision. Look, I need to figure out, I need to find whether you pray about it, whether you set an intention, whether you just make a decision. Make a decision that if your life is not what you want it to be, that you can have a different experience. Start there. If you don't like what it is, make a decision that you can have a different experience and then choose to seek for the solution, seek for the help, seek for the answer. The greatest investment that anybody can ever make is the one that they make in themselves. But again, you can have excuses or you can have results. You cannot have them both, right? So if you don't like your life, again, I go back to, it is your responsibility to do something different, to have a different experience. But Obehi, one of the biggest issues is people are looking to other people to make them happy. People are looking to other people to validate validate them or make their life okay. One, that's not somebody else's responsibility. Two, that's too much pressure when you got somebody in your life who's looking to you to do everything. And three, nobody can change you. You are the only person who can change yourself. You know, so again, you got to be willing to let some mindsets go. You got to be willing to let some belief systems go. Because if you're being abused, if you're unhappy, if you're being taken advantage of, if you're sick in your body, it's your responsibility to seek healing for that, to seek a different way. Oh, right. The responsibility. Now, I want you to tell me, now, you, 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 tell, you, you talk to a person that it is his or her responsibility to, to change the situation, and the person believe it. How much does action play in this? Say, baby, is it enough to just believe it and it will take effect or does the person need to take action? How much is that action playing a role in the change that the person wants? 99.9%. .9%. I say it this way. Faith without action is a waste of time. Praying for something and you're not willing to move on it is a waste of time. You, ha you have to act again. You have to do something different in order to have a different experience. Doing is action, right? So 99.9% .9 of it is action. All right, and I again, love that. You, you, so the thing is, you know, like with the word impossible, a lot of people don't take action because they hold on to impossibility. Okay, well, if you are a creator, if you are the master of your fate and the captain of your soul, which I do believe that we are, because we're free will beings. Spirit, God can't even have no effect if we don't make way for that, right? So if you have the power to reframe your story, take your impossible, put a space between I am and possible, put an apostrophe between I and M, I, I and, M and make impossible, I'm possible. Because all things are possible if we choose to believe. And if we take action on it, <laughs> I, like, I like that part. <laughs> because, you know, absolutely. I believe that there are some things that we really, that is really beyond our control. No? Okay, say you are riding, a, you are in a car driving. Mm -hmm. Another person is driving in another car. Your responsibility is to make sure you don't hit somebody that is driving another car. But you don't control the other car. What if the other car decides to, to hit you? I think life is like that. That, that yeah. is a part that you are controlling. That is another part that you don't control. 
if what you don't expect still happen, how do you react to it? Well, well that's that a, is that's also a... where you have a lot of power. Yeah, and that's that's an open-ended question, right? Because there are so many ways that you can re react or respond to it. And you know, you're right. There are certain things that we cannot control. We can never control the actions of somebody else. So I, I love your analogy of you know somebody choosing to hit you. Okay, so me, I set an intention for every day, right? Every day is a beautiful day. Every day is amazing. Every day I'm grateful for another opportunity, right? So if something happens during that day that throws me off, like for example, I had you know, a client that I chose to work with pro bono. I chose not to charge her because she told me about her heavy situation, right? But she was in this heavy situation because she refused to she refused to move away from the story, right? So seven sessions in, I was not enjoying this coaching time with her. And I decided that she really wasn't interested in doing anything different. So I chose to disconnect from the relationship, right? She said some things that kind of like, you know, bothered me for a few minutes, you know. But I sat in and I was like, you know what? I gave to her from a place of love and light. I gave to her an opportunity to get some help. I did what I promised to do. I am not going to allow her actions to affect my energy or my day. So you know what I did, Obehi? I went and I sat outside in the sun, in the grass with the air and listened to the birds and shifted <laughs> my mindset. Because again, this is my thoughts. These are my feelings. I get to control them. I don't get to control her being ungrateful. I don't get to control her wanting to stay in the dark story. I can't control that. But I can control whether I participate in it or not. How I view it, how I don't view it, right? Because ultimately, happiness and peace is very important to me. So everything that I do in my life is always in perfect alignment with creating those experiences for myself. So again, if I'm in a car accident, you know, I actually was in a car accident years ago. And the person, you know, it, it wasn't really anybody's fault. I jumped out of the car. The first thing I wanted to make sure is that they were okay. And then when I saw a child in the backseat, I was like, oh my God, is your child okay? Is everybody okay? And you know what he said to me? He said, I was coming out of this car to cuss you out. He said, I was so mad. He said, but the first question you ask is, is me and my family okay? He said, I couldn't even be mad anymore. That's it. And that says, that says a lot. That says a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, Derek, now help me with this. Are there some factors that contribute to Webby? To, oh, oh, actually, not just Webby, but emotional Webby. Are there some factors that contribute to emotional well-being in an individual? Yeah, I believe so. I, I, again, I believe, you know, let me, let me take it from emotional well-being to physical well-being, right? Please. And, and so I'm going to ask you a question. Let, okay. me, let me do some, let me do some coaching, Obehi. Let me do some okay. coaching. This is so, free work. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you have a pain in your lower back, right? Mm -hmm. That is limiting you from being able to work out. I'm going to say work out. And working out is very important to you, right? What, yeah. are, what are you going to do? What's one of the, what, tell me about three things that you're going to do. 
Well, first, I will go to, I will try to understand if, if it is serious, no? if it is something I can adjust myself, because if, if, I, if I already understand what is the cost of the pay, I can take a pay and resolve the problem, I will do that. But if I don't know what is the cost, then I go to see an expert. In this case, I go to see uh, uh, a specialist who knows what can possibly be the, the solution to the problem. And then, of course, I will then follow the advice to to find a solution to the problem. Very good. So what you said just now is I'm going to rec I first have to recognize that there's a problem, right? I have to admit that there's a problem and I got to see what's happening here, right? If, uh -huh. if there's something that I can do about it for myself, then I'm going to do something about it. If not, then I'm going to choose to, to figure out a solution to this. So, so I'm going to go to a doctor and figure out, you know, what the solution is, what do I need to do? And then I'm going to take action. I'm going to do what the doctor said to do, right? Yeah. So this is like somebody who is who is struggling in their life, in pain in any area. The first thing you have to do is you got to recognize that something is off kilter. Something is wrong. Something needs to be addressed, right? I believe that pain is an indicator that, that something is out of alignment. We need to look into it. It's your pain. Then you got to be willing to find a solution for that because you can either be a perpetuator of the problem Prop, perpetuator of the problem, the pain, or a seeker of the solution, okay? If you don't know how to fix it yourself, if you've taken some ibuprofen, if you've read some books, if you've done meditation, if you've gone out in nature and nothing is happening, then you need to take the next step because you're the one who needs to be healed. You're the one who's in pain. You're the one who wants to feel better, right? And then you got to be willing to take the action to make this thing better for yourself, so again, it's all about you. The, the factors are you and you and you, you know, recognize, I say it this way, recognize, release and reframe, right? You first have to admit that something is off kilter and, and that it's not supporting you. You don't like it. It's distracting. It's subtracting. It's taking away from you. And it's like, you know what? I deserve to feel better. <laughs> I don't want to feel this pain and I deserve to be pain free. Listen, and I'm not just blowing smoke up y'all behind. This is literally the life that I live. So I'm working out now with a personal trainer. You know, I, I live a healthy lifestyle, but I decided I want to go to the next level. And let me tell you something. These legs, oh my Lord, these legs and these knees, oh, Obehi, child, we've been having conversations for the last four weeks, right? But I'm talking to my body. I'm like, okay, baby, listen, we're trying to do something here, but what do you need me to do? What do you need <laughs> from me to feel better? Listen, if I think that I need to stretch, I stretch. If I think that I need to take a day off from the gym, I take a day off from the gym. If I feel like I need to go soak in the tub, I soak in the tub. Because for me, I want to feel better. And whatever I need to do in order to be able to accomplish that and continue doing what I want to do to make me happy, I'm going to do that. That's my responsibility to myself. And everybody is able to do that same thing. I'm not special or set apart. I'm just determined. I'm determined to be the greatest version of myself in every area. And you can do that too. I love that. And that is very important. Now, I think that you are in a certain level. And this is why you are able to speak like this. Now, mm -hmm. again, I repeat. For the people who have not yet, you know, when a man gets to, or a woman, or a, an adult, gets on top of the bridge and jump there from there so that the person can, so that he dies, it's not really because he's stupid. It's because he's not able to figure out how to come out from a trap that he finds his or herself. 
Because if you know how to figure it, and they will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know that when you when you slap yourself, it, it hurts. No, yeah. how do you do yeah. it? <laughs> you know, you drink poison. You already know that you are going to die. Why do you do that? So, to those people who yet have not been able to figure it out, how to live quality life, how to live, how to have this well-being that we are talking about, what could be the things that are really blocking them? You know, before I ask you, which are the factors? That might actually be helping you, that might be contributing to emotional well being. For these times, which could be the factors that are inhibiting people from having an emotional, good emotion, a good well being for themselves? What can be that? Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many things, right? Again, that's a that's an open-ended question. There, there can be so many reasons for that. Um, you know, it could be things that they've experienced. Like I said, I work with people, you know, helping them to move through rejection, abandonment, grief, loss, and abuse, right? There could be so many things, you know, a, a woman or a man who has been abused, a child who has been abused, um, you know, who has been hated, who, you know, has been rejected. I and mean, there are so many different issues that can come in from that, you know, so many different energies. And and so, you know, that's that's a that's a question that's difficult to answer open-endedly. I believe that that's an individual question, you know, working with individuals. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, there are some people who they don't want to be well, right? And you got some people who are like 600, 700 pounds. They sitting on a couch. They talking about how heavy they are, but they still eating 500 Big Macs and, you know, fast food, right? So again, there are some people who are just absorbed in the story and they don't want to move from that place. Those are those people I don't work with. You know, I work with clients who they're 500 pounds on the couch. They have a lot of pain. They recognize that the trajectory that they are on is going to kill them. And if they don't do something different, then they're going to die or not going to be any better. And they're determined to give themselves the opportunity to do something different. Those are the clients that I work with. You know, again, you know, this life brings us so many different experiences that impacts and affects us in so many different ways. But, you know, for any of your listeners who are listening to this podcast today and they're, they're hearing these words and they're feeling to themselves, you know what? I want a different experience. I want to have something better. I want to be happy. I want to be in peace. I want to be well. You know, those clients, I would say, those people, I would say, you know, know that you deserve something different. Know that you deserve better. If you desire it, you do deserve it. And if you deserve it, if that's something you deserve to have, if that's your birthright, if that's available to you and accessible to you, then don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I say a lot, okay? Go, 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 go with that. That is interesting. <laughs> I'm saying a lot. Don't stop. Take action. Move towards getting the thing that you want. You've heard other people's success stories. You've heard other people have transcended from the deepest, darkest spaces to being happy and being successful. You can have the same experience. If you look at those people and you say, you know what? I want to have that experience. Don't envy them. Don't put impossible there. Don't feel like they're set apart and you can't do it. Give yourself permission to get it too. That's the beautiful thing about a testimony. A testimony shared with someone tells them, look, you can do this too. You can have this too. It's available to you too. All right. Now, from your experience, because you've been living this life, don't in this dimension, share with me, what are the importance of emotional well-being 
to an individual who probably don't, don't even know yet how to transit from where he or she are to a level that she or she, he or she can speak with confidence of emotional well-being. What are the importance of it? Oh my God, it's it's so important. I I, I believe that you know, who we are mentally and emotionally is the foundation of, of everything that we are, you know, of, of creating everything within our life. You know, it, it, it's so important for me, mentally, emotional wellness is, is the key. It's the foundation to who we all are, because as you think, you will feel. So everything starts in the mind. Every, everything is an extension of your thoughts, right? Every creation that ever it ever is and ever will be begins as a thought in the process of mind, right? And once that thought is in, considered and considered and, and reflected over and internalized, then it becomes a belief and a feeling, right? And we act according to our beliefs and our feelings. So it's everything. It's the foundation of creation for me. And so it's important for you to be mentally and emotionally well. And again, like I said, you know, we live in a world of contrast, in and out, up and down, light and dark, good and bad, right? We have both of them. I look at both of them. I look at these things as choice. I have a choice of good or bad. I have a choice of light or dark, right? Because I'm a person, I don't really like the dark too much. I, I, you know, I have salt lamps on in a room. None of my rooms are ever dark, right? I have the, the choice to have some light love and hatred. I have a choice to function in, in, in either one of those, right? Everything in life is a choice. And if you don't like the one thing that you're experiencing, understand that there is another way to do it. Choose to try the way, at least try it. Jesus, don't knock it until you've at least tried it. A lot of people are experts and don't know nothing. You know, they got all these opinions in the world, never tried it, right? Try something different. If you don't like what you're experiencing, make the other choice. Choose the opposite of it. Give that an opportunity and see if that works for you. But mental and emotional wellness is everything because everything will be affected. Your finances will be affected by how you think and how you feel. Your relationships will be affected by how you think and how you feel. Your health will be affected by how you think and how you feel. So if all of these things are going to be affected, don't you owe it to yourself to give yourself wellness? Absolutely. With the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Now, and, let's... And, and, if I can, and I can say this. Yes, please. The hardest thing is really making the decision. You know, making the decision is the hardest thing to do. It, it really is. Sometimes it can be difficult to make a decision, but everything starts with the decision, right? And so make make the decision make the decision to try something different that's interesting yeah because nobody's going to decide for you if you don't take the decision because even if you give you the opportunity this is the opportunity to do something if you don't take action on it it's not going to manifest it's not going to anyway that is not how i believe in miracle <laughs> all right no no now, i, I I agree with that. And, and one of the things that I would encourage people to do also is remove the word trying from your vocabulary. I believe that trying is a is a clause in the contract for a failure to take place. Right. It's, it's leaving some space for a failure. And I say it this way because, you know, I already told you, Obehi, I talk shit. Right. Shame, hurt, insecurities and triggers. And I love the whole shit analogy because all of us poop every day or should be if you're not 
you might want to check. You need to do some wellness checks, right? But if you tell me that you're trying to use the bathroom, you say, oh, Danica, girl, I'm trying to use the bathroom. That tells me that you struggling in there, honey. You are not using the bathroom. There's some constipation going on in there or some hard times going on in there, right? You don't try to lose weight. You either lose weight or you don't lose weight. You don't try to wake up. You either wake up or you stay asleep or stay laying down, right? Take the word trying out of your vocabulary. Nike was on to something when they said, just do it. Just do it. You don't, <laughs> don't you try don't to do it. <laughs> no, don't try to do it. Stop trying. Start doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. But, but, how, but, now, but how do you feel about that? I mean, let's talk about that. You keep saying that's interesting. But oh, now, come on. Is it, is it interesting? But I think even... Even in in in, in ordinary, uh, spoken English, I think it is better to say "do it" than "try to do it." I think it is it is it is sweeter to say "do it" than "try to do it." <laughs> I like that. It's sweeter. I like that over here. Yes, it's sweeter to just do it. <laughs> just do it. I think I think Les Brown was saying uh, you you invite somebody to 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 a meeting. The person is saying, "I will try to call." He said, "No." You either come or don't. How do you try? Exactly. Like you are. Tr how do you? How do you describe it? <laughs> yes. It, it, well, if you tell me you're trying to come, I'm not looking for you. I am not even reserving the space at the table for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't call me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to ask you to share with me a case study, or maybe uh, somebody, a client of yours who have come, uh, who have not yet got it to the level. But because of what you do, the person has gotten to have gotten a good, a better awareness, a better, a better feeling of life, you know, because it's a transition that we need to make. So help me understand this transition that somebody have made because of you, because of what you do. Oh, I have the perfect client. Um, when she came to me, she actually has a very powerful spiritual intuitive gift like me. And, um, you know, she was very depressed. She was struggling. She thought she was crazy. She was, you know, getting, I call them downloads. She was getting messages from spirit and she just didn't know what the heck was going on. You know, she, her life was unhappy. She wasn't where she wanted to be in her career. You know, financially her credit score sucked. And she, you know, she said she was actually considering committing suicide because it, it just was too overwhelming for her. And she prayed to her grandmother who had passed. And she told her grandmother, if this gift that I have is real, if this thing is real, that's happening to me, let me connect with someone who has the exact same gift. Well, two days later, a friend of hers gave her my contact information. And she contacted me and we worked together. So she had a poor credit score. She was not in the job that she wanted to be. And, she, and she's brilliant. Like she is a shining light. She's such a powerful woman. And we worked together. And, you know, she when we were working together, she said, you know, she had the story of the credit score. And, you know, she was in she had a relationship that was broken up and she really loved this man. But, you know, they were broken up and stuff. And so we were working together. So long story short, with a bad credit score in a broken relationship, not in the career that she wanted, knowing that she was called to be an entre entrepreneur and do bigger things. Now today, she has her own TV show, her own television show. She is in a townhouse. 
She bought a luxury car, the car of her dreams. She's in a townhouse, which is the, the home of her dreams. And she is just changing lives. She, she's amazing, you know, just amazing, this shining light. She is walking in her path and in her purpose and in her power. And it's all as a result of us working together because I helped her to, you know, just see some things differently. And that's really all it takes is giving yourself an opportunity to see things differently. You see, this is very important. I wanted you to share this story. I know that you were going to share something awesome. That is really beautiful. <laughs> All right. Now, before I ask you, because we are moving towards the end of it, before I ask you um, how we can get there, first of all, tell the people that are listening to you just now, how can they connect with you? Say maybe somebody wants to work with you. Uh, what, I don't know, you have a course out there they want to take, uh, you have offer there. Use these small seconds to promote yourself. Go ahead. Okay, well, thank you so much. I actually have a course that I'm um, starting on April 16th. It's a six weeks on six week online virtual course, mastering your mind to attract money. So if you're struggling in your finances right now, I definitely, you know, advise you to be a part of that. But you can also go to my website, www.danikacaruthers.com, and that's spelled D-E-N-I-K-A-C-A-R-O-T-H. E-R-S. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok <laughs> as Danica Carruthers, YouTube, Danica Carruthers, Danica Carruthers, Danica Carruthers. I am Danica Carruthers. <laughs> That's lovely. You mean you have you have done you have done some brandy. That is very important. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I am Danica Carruthers. I am, I am. Yes. But you know, again. You know, yes, if, if you're in a space where you want something different, you know, you want to be happy, you believe that there is an amazing life available for you. If you believe that there is an amazing life available for you, or, if, or even if you've just been thinking about it, trust me when I tell you there is an amazing life available for you. But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You have to recreate some things. You have to release some things. You have to redefine some things. And if you want some assistance doing that and you're willing to invest in yourself because you cannot get a return where you do not make an investment, okay, then definitely reach out to me. You know, we'll get on an assessment call. I'll, I'll see if we're a good fit for each other because Obehi, that's one of the things that I learned too. You know, everything ain't a good fit for you. You know, so if I don't believe I can help you, if I don't believe you want to be helped, I'm going to let you know <laughs> I'm not the person to work with, right? But if you want something different, if you want something better, if you're ready to release the story, if you're ready to give yourself an opportunity to be mentally and emotionally well, if you recognize that you got a lot of shit that you've been dealing with, a lot of shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers, and you are ready to let it go, then let's have a conversation. And I'm going to say this, Obehi, 2022 is an amazing year for creation. This is an amazing year. This is the year of increase. This is the year of expansion. This is the year of, of greater. Abundance. Greater. 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 So give yourself an opportunity. <laughs> we are taking it. We are yes. taking it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I love the energy. That's it. Thank you so much. I really, I really enjoyed the conversation. All right. Now, of course, I already know a part of what I'm going to ask you, but it's really important. What do you get out of this you are doing? What gives you the satisfaction the more? Please go ahead. 
Oh my God. Just, just knowing that I am doing what I am here to do, knowing that I am doing what I was created to do, knowing that I'm making a difference in people's lives and by extension, making a difference in the world, you know, just watching families restore, watching people move beyond the shit, you know, watching people have the energy and the power to wake up again and get started in their life. You know, what I do does as much for me as it does for my clients. And you know how I know that I am living my purpose and walking my purpose because I would do exactly what I'm doing whether I was paid to do it or not. Like if, if I become a billionaire tomorrow, that is a secret I'm code. <laughs> yes. If I become a billionaire tomorrow, cause that's on the way might be tomorrow, but that's on the way. I would absolutely still do every day. This. This is, this is a code. This is very important for those of you that are listening on you know? because people will say, how do I know if what I'm doing is my calling? It is very simple. Will you continue to do this every day without somebody waking you up? Hey, come and do it. Because it's also very simple to make a comparison. Maybe you are working in a shop. Maybe you are doing something where you are getting money from. If they stop paying, you will just do it. You know, it's a very simple thing. You will yeah. know that it is your calling when it is something that you dream of. You are, you are with friends is what you are thinking about. You, you are sleeping is what you are thinking about. Because there is no way you will not, you will not progress in it. Because... The universe will actually conspire to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> so I really, I really enjoy the conversation. It, it, it makes me think. I, I really, I, I, I love it. It's, it's interesting, you know. It's interesting. Now, when your, when your client come to you, say, uh, they are meeting you for the first time. Give me a kind of few statistics. What did they complain to you about generally that made them want to contact you? Um, you know, I have clients who have lost loved ones. I actually have a client who I've been working with for about three years um, just to support her. Her 16-year-old um, daughter committed suicide. Um, I have a client who I'm working with right now whose mother has been diagnosed with cancer and, you know, her mother is transitioning. And I knew that her mother was going to transition when we first started working together. So I feel like a big part of what I'm doing with her is preparing her for that, but also helping her to recognize that that's, you know, that's a part of life. And that is a part of life. One of the things that we can all be certain of is that we are all going to die one day and we're all going to experience this thing of death, you know, because we're not here to stay. I have clients who, you know, come to me because they're transitioning in their relationship. I have two clients I'm working with right now who are ready to file for a divorce. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything that is broken cannot be fixed and everything that's broken should not be fixed. You know, sometimes you just need to release things. You know, your relationships serve very particular purposes for you. And I help my clients to see what the, what the purpose of the relationship was for them. You know, I have clients who, you know, are stuck in, um, you know, inner child wounding and inner child trauma. Um, so again, my focus is rejection, abandonment, grief, loss, and abuse. And I help clients to move through those experiences to understand the reasons why they experience what they experience and how they can use those lessons and experiences to become the greatest version of themselves, to align with their purpose and to help other people as they go along their journey. All right. Doing this kind of work must be sometime difficult but of course it's not going to be difficult for you because it is your calling so everything is yeah. part of it's part of the simplicity that it become for you because it is your job but mm -hmm. tell me 
how do you manage to decode the information that they are telling you? Because now we are talking at the level of emotion. You are going to be talking to people from their emotion. How does the process work for you? It's, it's funny because somebody just asked me that question the other day. She's like, how do you, you know, decode? How do you de-stress? How do you release this stuff? Well, I'm an empath, um, you know, by nature. I have the empathic gift. And, and what an empath is, is someone who senses energy very strongly. And you can sense the energy as if it's your own. I do help people like that, too, who are empaths because it's a very powerful gift. But it can also be. Uh, a difficult gift if you don't know how to manage it, right? Um, so having identified the fact that I'm an empath and understanding, you know, what I need to do for myself to not be attached to other people's stuff, to not take on their energy. Um, you know, there are certain things that I do. I, I'm, I need water. I absolutely need water. So, you know, swimming, bath, baths like where I'm soaking in the tub. I, I, I'm in water every single week, several days. I spend a lot of time in nature. I go outside, sit outside in the sun, take my shoes off, put my feet in the grass. I work out. That's a big part of the distressing for me. You know, it's something I love to do. It's something that makes me feel good. And I just, you know, I love to travel and I've just given myself permission to just do whatever makes me happy. I do handstands, Obehi. I do headstands. You know, I go roller skating, right? I will jump off of a cliff into the water. I go bike riding. I'm very active. You know, so I, I, I just I just expend my energy in very healthy ways. Water. I think you said it up to like four times, if not in this short space of time. Tell me, what is the significance of water to what you do? Well, you know, water is cleansing. For me, water is cl cleansing and water is purifying, right? And I'm a water baby. I, like I said, I was born and raised in the Bahamas. We would be on the beach in the, in the ocean every weekend growing up you know, swimming in the pool. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we are like 70 to 80% water, you know, who we are, the, the makeup of our body. And I believe that water is so key to who we are. You know, have you ever heard of the, uh, I think it's the Ishimoti uh, water experiment, how um, if you talk words to water, you talk negative words or positive words, how the, how the water forms based on the words or the energy that you're, you're giving them. Right. And so like, for me, it's it, water is cleansing. Water is healing. Like I said, water is purifying for me. Water is nurturing for me. Water is life. I drink water constantly. <laughs> I'm in water constantly, you know, but again, I think that people need to find their jam. You know, I call it their jam or your peace place. You need to find that thing that works for you, you know, but I believe that we're a part of, we're a part of nature, you know? And so it's very important for us to connect to things that are natural. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a naturalist by, you know, by essence of who I am. I don't do medication. I, I, I don't do medication. I do all the natural stuff. I believe that everything that we need to be everything that we choose to be, desire to be, need to be is in nature. And so for me, water is a part of that. And I give myself water whenever I can. As a matter of fact, I'm traveling this weekend for my birthday. I'm going to be in some Happy I'm going to be in the Jamaica water. <laughs> My birthday is April the 10th and I'm going to be in water. I'm going to Jamaica over here. I'm going to be lovely. In <laughs> say hi to the people in Jamaica. Those are our lovely friends. <laughs> I will. I say, oh, he said hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you don't do meditation. Why is there any, any, any strong reason why you don't do it? Because you were explaining just now. I, I saw no, that no, you no. said it two times. I, I don't do medication. I don't do oh, medicine. Oh, okay. I get it. 
I, I do meditation. Yes, I don't do medication. I don't do medicine. And I, I'm grateful for that. At, at 54 years young, I'm not on a pill, you know, but I believe that that has a lot to do with how I live my life, you know, because I don't do stress. I don't do stress. I don't do heavy. I don't do burden because I learned some time ago. I don't have to. I could choose something different. Meditation. I do do every day. Ah, okay. That's good. That's good. Because, okay. That, because now you go to the water, you communicate with the water, you are speaking, you are there, you are, you are basically refreshing yourself. No, you are, I, I, I like the word that I use of You are regenerating yourself. No, that is really very interesting. All Absolutely. right. Now, Dealing with the with the clear, the people that are coming to you, say maybe somebody is here now listening to see how he might be able to learn from you. Do you apply certain tools to sort of make the work easier for you? Yes, but I'm not a cookie cutter. I'm not a cookie cutter coach because everybody is individual. You what, know, I what believe do you mean the by biggest. That? Well, I believe the biggest lie of the fashion industry is one size fits all. One size don't fit most right? We're all very individual. We have our own individual makeups. And so whilst I do have a program, my programs are tailored to every client. And yes, when you come to work with me, you have to be willing to do the work. Like Obehi said, take an action, right? You've got to be willing to do the work. And again, I have an assessment session with you before I even take you on as a client, because I have to see where you are, you know, in your mindset and in your willingness. I don't work with clients who are not willing to be open. You have to be willing to be open in order to be able to receive, right? Because again, if you know everything, then your life should be working perfectly for you. If your life ain't working perfectly for you, you don't know everything, right? And I do give you life work. I do give you life work. And I am, I'm that coach who is there to support you. Um, you know, like my client whose mother is transitioning, she reached out to me yesterday, you know, because you know, the doctor said they couldn't do anything else for the mom and that the mother was planning the funeral and she was, you know, feeling really weighted about it. You know, so I really believe in, in offering my clients the support that they need. So when I say it's not cookie cutter, I bring to you what you need. That's and we great. tailor it. Yeah, that it fits oh. you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this will be a long journey for you now. So tell me, oh, yeah. which was that moment, that time that you realized that this was your job, that this was the thing that you really wanted to do? Ooh, that's a great question. When is the time that I realized this was really what I wanted to do? I, I guess it would be when I recognized that this is what I was called to do, you know, and my father, ironically, you know, who I did not have a good relationship with growing up, who opposed everything I did, who didn't understand for the life of him why I would choose to move to Houston, Texas with my children as a single mother. And when he came the one time to visit before he passed and he said to me, you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I am so grateful that I got an opportunity to see it. Now I can go home in peace. And my father died the following year. I think that was the most pivotal moment for me to be really honest with you in terms of being absolutely certain beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am doing what I am here to do when my father recognized it and communicated it to me one year before he died. That's powerful. All right. Now, this is the last question for you. The last one, the, the one after this one is not a question. Now, okay. <laughs> say you want to talk to somebody to find, because 
you are happier now. I can see it in you. No? I can I can really see it in you that you are happy doing what you are doing. You are transmitting it, no? Now, let's talk to somebody who has to find what he or she likes to do. Because we know, all of us know, I love what I'm doing. And I that is why I know how much you can be happy when you love, when you do what you love, no? What would you want to tell somebody who want to find that thing that he or she really love to pour herself or himself in? Because that is the real essence of life. It, it really is. You know what I tell clients, what, 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 what I discover when I'm working with them when it comes to purpose? We go back to childhood. What was it that you really enjoyed doing as a child, right? So for me as a child, I always liked talking to people. I loved talking to people. My mother worked downtown and we would get off from school at 2.30. She would get off at five o'clock. I would find people to talk to in the grocery stores. I would just be going from business to business talking to people when I was a child, right? What is that one thing that you enjoy doing when you were a child? And then my first business, I was a nail technician. I actually you know, opened the first school, nail technology school in the Bahamas. I did that for several years, but that was something else I enjoyed doing as a teenager, like I knew the best nails to get, how to file those down to make them look natural. Go back to when you were a child. What was the thing that you enjoyed doing? What lit you up? What gave you a sense of accomplishment? Start there, find your passion, because when you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. Your passion will lead you to your purpose. Find your old tree. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What did, you, what, what did you enjoy doing, Obehi, when you were a child? What did you enjoy? All right. Since I, I've always loved to communicate. Now, I started to do this one. I was something around, I think, six years old. And this is how it started. Now, I'm telling you my story. Yes, thank you. <laughs> my elder brother came from uh, primary school. Was it primary school? Yeah, yeah, primary school. No, no, secondary school. Just junior secondary school. He was reading. I just literally see that he was reading. And me, I'm less than six years old. I think around there, around that time, I couldn't understand how somebody could be looking at a piece of paper and talking because he was reading. You know, when you look at Ted, then you read. I couldn't understand the magic. How could my brother be looking at something and he's talking? Because I understand, see my mother talking when he's talking to somebody, and somebody else is re responding, maybe talking to my father or to my brother or my sister. Now, my brother is talking, looking at paper. I couldn't understand mm -hmm. it. That was the moment I said, I'm going to try and understand what is the magic. Wow. So I just started to do that. And today, I've written a couple of books, and my podcast is also around that. Just talking with people. You see, and when I do it, I, find, I feel very happy about it. I can stay here for Daiki Don't Come. I am going to be happy because it's what I love to do. And of course, I have to use other means because there was no podcasting there. I didn't know how to do podcasting then. But this is just part of the journey now. So, mm. and I, because I feel very happy about it, I believe that that is why I understand that you love doing what you are doing too because the joy that you express expressing how you do what you do make me understand that you really love doing what you do. And this is very important. People mm -hmm. should find what they love to do. That is why I say, find your old tree. Because when you find your old tree, then you will grow it. 
you will never work for the rest of your life because you are feeling happy every day. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna deposit something into you <clears throat> because you discovered at an early age that words are magic. That's what I heard. That words are magic. And so you give people an opportunity through what you do to speak words, magical words, powerful words. And you also give people an opportunity to hear magical words and powerful words. That is powerful because words are a creative force. We create everything through words and your perception and your reality is going to be based on the things that you hear and the things that you say. That's very powerful. That's for you today. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Now we have have a long conversation. I think we have spent something more, okay, about uh, one hour, 16 minutes. And that is really very interesting. And it has really been very engaging, lovely. You know, we had a lovely conversation. How would you okay. conclude it in your own way? Perhaps you wanted to say something I didn't ask you. Just conclude it in your own way. Please go ahead. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be well. You, you deserve to live a life that makes you smile and makes you laugh every single day. If the life that you are living right now does not feel good to you, then give yourself the opportunity to discover something different by being willing to move from the mental and emotional space that you currently reside in and find something that is aligned and that fits you. Only you get to decide and choose what that looks like. And if you need some help figuring that out, go to www.danikacarruthers.com and I would be so happy to have a conversation with you. Danika Carruthers, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure on my part. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Obehi. Thank you for this opportunity to connect with you. This was a very pleasant hour. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.